shooting straight, and always right on target. This is the Gun Guy TV Podcast. Hi, I'm Joel Persinger. I'm the Gun Guy. Thank you very much for all of your support of Gun Guy TV crew and for watching and listening to this podcast. Yes, I'm inside a great big empty, which is why it's a little echoey. This is our new training room, and I'm, I'm over here putting it together. It's kind of empty right now with stuff laying all over the place. I'm not going to show you. At some point, it'll look kind of cool, but right now, just please put up with the weird picture and the blank wall and the blank look on my face and the echoey sound. Everything will be fine. I have with me Pete E. We call him Petey for short. We have Sam Paredes from Gun Owners of California and the Gun Owners of America, both. He has one foot in both worlds. And we have the amazing and incredible and always a smart aleck, <laughs> Rick Travis from the California Rifle and Pistol Association. We are going to talk about a very contentious issue in California, and that is body armor. And so they got a bill to ban body armor, which is just USDA prime stupid. So who wants to start? Sam, go ahead. Well, you know, um, you know that they're flailing out there when they pick subjects like body armor to go after. Now, I can't even imagine how they came up with this. You know, the, I don't know if the police are, are indicating to the legislators that they're chasing bad guys who are wearing body armor. Most of the times when, when I see a news account, uh, and they talk about somebody was wearing body armor. They weren't wearing body armor. They were wearing a nylon uh, uh, magazine carrier holder or something like that. No more protective than, you know, my shirt uh, as far as stopping uh, bullets and stuff like that. Um, I've not heard of any sort of a pandemic on on, you know, criminals using body armor. But... Uh, they want to go after it. And it is, first of all, we will make the argument in this conversation that it is not only trying to be nice. <laughs> Why do you try to be nice? The rest of us because don't. <laughs> I get tired of asking God for forgiveness for the things I say. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. And the way I say them. <laughs> um, it's not the wisest thing in the world, number one. Not the brightest thing in the world, number two. And it is we will make the argument completely unconstitutional. You bet. Believe it or not. So it's... <laughs> Can we pull the wrapper off of this thing real quick? Just, and then sure. I'll... And then I, Rick is just wanting to go so bad, it's just killing So let's just, let's just define like body armor because it's not this narrow thing that cops wear and that the military wear. It's a much broader thing. I mean, it's kind of... I, right now, I said I'm sitting in our new training room, which is in a high-rise office building in Mission Valley, San Diego. And, you know, God forbid somebody come into this office building to hurt somebody, but it's kind of like being a teacher in a school or whatever. Wouldn't you like to have something just instead of just a lock on the door to keep you safe? Wouldn't you like to have something to keep your kids safe? Look, this is body armor. This just goes in my backpack. Now, I keep it in my backpack for a few reasons. One is because I'm sitting in an office building and because I go places and because I, you know, it's just a good idea, right? But here's the other thing this is useful for, body armor. Okay, we think, well, kid's backpack, 
you know, all kinds of different people besides police officers need body armor. How about you're staying in a hotel? I travel. You're staying in a hotel and now you carry a semi-automatic firearm. You'd like to load it or unload it. How are you going to find a safe direction to point the gun to do that? You're in a hotel room. There's a floor above you. What's above you? A hotel room. There's a floor below you. What's below you? A hotel room. What's behind that wall? A hotel room. How about that one? A hotel room. How about that one? A hallway across from which is a hotel room. How about the glass window right here? Across from that is the pool. And across from that is the other part of the hotel, which is a hotel room. You know, if you have body armor, you're safer because you can take this in your in your laptop bag or whatever bag you carry, as I did when we went to SHOT Show this last a month in Las Vegas. And I put it on the bed. And whenever I was loading or unloading my firearm, I pointed it at this. I created a safe direction. We don't think about the politicians don't think about this stuff by bought by banning firearms. They are going to get people killed and they do not care. All right. Now I've said my piece. Go ahead, Rick. Um, you know, going off of what Sam said, what you said, there's a lot in this space to unpack and, and I'll just kick it off in the world of education. You know, the left, um, and I'm not even saying I'm going to disagree with everything that they do, but they always like to bring out the school kids shootings and things like that to to make their points or to give themselves some kind of credence or authority. So, okay, own that. We can't we can't put, according to them, security guards in there. We can't arm teachers. We can't, you know, the, all the can'ts. But the one thing that we were told since Sandy Hook is, yeah, you know, Put body armor in your kid's backpack. Get school teachers body armor. Do all this stuff. And now when California knows that its gun laws aren't working, we're still having shootings, none of the stuff they've done, let's make people that are trying to be safe and secure less safe and secure by criminalizing them for using that body armor. My daughter is a teacher in a junior high school in an inner city. According to this, and Sam, go ahead and nod when I say this, if I give my daughter body armor because as her dad, I know I can't go into school and protect her because the state said you can't do that. I know they don't have armed police there to protect her. So yeah. the only thing I can do to protect my daughter to live with what could be horrible results and not just from firearms, earthquakes, there's a lot of other things you can use body armor for, you know, explosions, et cetera, et cetera. Nope. Can't do that because I'm guilty of a misdemeanor. Her brother, who's in law enforcement, can't give her, transfer to her, or purchase for her. She can't do it. And I know my daughter well enough that she would actually probably, to my pain, put that body armor on a child to save that child before she would use it. Mm -hmm. Yep. She'd be guilty of a crime doing that. The parents at bottom are guilty of crimes. We're literally talking tens of thousands, I'd argue probably well into the hundred thousands mm -hmm. in this state of parents that overnight would be guilty of misdemeanors. That is absolutely stupid when there's been nothing out there that said, oh, you know what, Sam, how many articles have we read about <gasps> they gave an eighth grader body armor to protect themselves? Tons. I mean, it's, it's become, it's become so normally practiced that uh, it's it's almost not even newsworthy anymore. It's become de rigueur. Uh, oh, speaking French, sorry. Uh, I think it's French. 
but it, it it's it it's you have the uh, child student backpack manufacturers who are including that and in marketing as a feature and and that's a, a wonderful thing and this bill uh AB 92 um wants to make us criminals for providing protection to to our school children or you know my grandkids who go to grade school and uh, to teachers and to a lot more people than just them and they don't it's like i'm going to attach a quarter of my brain today and go write legislation and uh ignore the other two-thirds uh, that are probably the more important parts of their brain when they uh, write these bills and specifically they they can't see their nose despite their face you know it, it it's uh, it's really truly amazing how many massive holes you have in this in in my I'm going to give you a, a real quick story um, it's no secret that uh, I worked for Senator H.L. Richardson, the founder of Gun Owners of America, Gun Owners of California. He was my father-in-law. There was a time when he uh, was protected by the state police because a death contract was put out on his life. And so what did the state police do? They put body armor on him. They put body armor on the family members. They accompanied them to school. Uh, to to uh, they didn't allow them to go shopping. They protected them at home. They had body, you know, uh, protective panels on windows, uh, and <laughs> they're not included on the list of protected people. So even the legislators themselves, who um, could face these kinds of dangers, uh, they're they're not they're going to be a criminal if they try to protect their lives and. There's so many other categories, range masters, uh, firearms instructors, uh, on and on. You know what? Motorcycle riders who wear protective gear uh, with uh, ceramic or metal plates or or uh, Kevlar in their in their uh, jackets that they wear on their elbows and their arms and their backs and their 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 fronts, they're going to be committing a misdemeanor for just wearing the clothing, the protective clothing that they need to survive an accident. So this is not well thought out. They think, the the, the authors of this bill think that they have left it open enough so that the Department of Justice can add new categories of people to the people that are exempt from this law. But it's 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 Swiss cheese um, and and it's a disaster. Well, in the day that we start trusting the California Department of Injustice to rightfully and justly add people who need these things is the day that we've lost what little wits we still have. You're very quiet over there, Pete. Anything you want to say? Well, you know, it. Uh, the thing that keeps running through my head is the definition of insanity <laughs> to continue to do the same thing over and over and over and expect a different outcome. You know, they pass laws that regulate honest people and it doesn't make a difference. And then they pass more laws and it doesn't make a difference. And then they pass more laws and it doesn't make a difference. And their answer to all of this is to pass more laws. <laughs> So here we have a, a non-existent problem 
mm-hmm. that in order to uh, generate fundraising and votes for the next uh, election, they're going to create a situation whereby they have to pass a law to save us from ourselves. You know, they would... When I was a kid and I asked my parents why too many times, I ended up with the answer of just because we said so. <laughs> and, and as a parent, I realized sometimes that means I don't want to tell you the answer. Um, I don't want to continue this argument. And so if, if, the, big, if the big threat is the dangerous assault weapon, you know that uh, that that terrible black gun that you have. Uh, guess what? Your three A body armor isn't going to stop it. So what's the point of what's the point of outlawing the body armor then? Why not just outlaw level four or higher? Why not just it, you know it's the the inconsistencies and so the story they're telling on the one hand about the terrible assault weapons and the story they're telling us on this end about body armor don't mix. And to me, that's, that's the sign of people grasping for straws. Mm-hmm. Pete, you're, you're making sense again. Stop it. Jeez, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot I'm in thinking? California. I'm in California. I'm not supposed to make sense. Making sense again. You know, Rick, you brought up a great point with the teachers. My wife is a speech teacher, speech pathologist. She spent 30 years working in school districts. And um, when people, you know, for the first 20 of those, people weren't shooting up schools. And then it seemed like all of a sudden that was happening. Or it was just ending the news a lot. And so I bought her, there was a company that made something called a cover me seat. Now they've since gone belly up because they couldn't figure out how to market them, but they, they had a great idea. They took a stadium chair design and they turned it into a a vest that you could unsnap and throw over the top of your shoulders and just, and, and strap it around. And now you had um, level four armor in one, Uh, you had rifle plate. And 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 uh, soft body armor on one side and just soft body armor on the other because you don't want to sit on the rifle plate. It's not very comfortable. But at least you had this armored thing that just looked like a chair. So I bought one for her and I gave it to her. And she took it to work. And I said, how's that working out? She said, the stupid thing is comfortable. I put it in my chair. So she literally sat on the body armor all the time. And there it was. I got her some body armor she could put around the inside of her desk. So if she had children in there, she could get the kids behind the desk. She could put on her body armor, and then she could whatever she needed to do when she locked the door. Today, I would be guilty of multiple misdemeanors if I did that. And all I'm doing is I'm trying to, because they won't allow you, you know, know, she told me, you know, if they let me take a gun, if they let me carry a gun, I'd carry a gun, but they won't. Okay, but now you've taken a a teacher, an office worker, whoever it may be, and you've said, I want you to defend yourself against an active shooter with your stapler or with your fingernail file or with your, you know, with your cell phone, whack them on the head or pick up a chair or whatever the case might be. And you won't at least allow them to have body armor so that they can do so and at least have some level of protection so that they can cross the distance and bridge the gap to get close enough to use one of these things. It's insane. I mean, they, you, they leave you not only without the ability of, of 
of uh, offensively using an offensive tool to defend yourself, and then without the ability to use any kind of defensive mechanism or safety mechanism to protect yourself. It's a, it's a double whammy against the, the honest, hardworking people of California. Well, it, it goes beyond that. For me, you know, I appreciate what Sam said about Senator Richardson, and, and, and that is a great example. Um, I had a friend that was working in Florida when that airport got hit in the baggage claims area by a gunman. And, you know, the comment he made, he happens to have been born and raised in Israel, was, oh, we have this happen in our country all the time. People try to shoot people you know, on airplanes. They usually don't make it because Israeli police has a lot more um, leadway on how they handle some of those issues than we do here in this country. But he's like, I never travel without a backpack with body armor in. And so after that, I really thought about it like, yeah, because I do a lot of traveling in this job. And so I started carrying inside the backpack, written several articles on it for different magazines and things. And one of the things I realized is that's fairly normative, even outside of the quote, 2A community, business people, everything. And I think one of the areas that Sam and I've talked about, you can see is ballistic nylon. Is called that because it actually does have a, a threat level. Now it's not uh, obviously level four, but depending on the nylon, depending on how the bag's constructed, it, it can reach one and two without much problem. Many, many people that work in the media, many people that work in, in finance and stuff carry ballistic nylon, computer bags, handbags that if you put in, it would stop a great deal, not everything, but a great, but according to this, that's body armor. And here's my big question in this. So I go to Arizona for a, a conference with the Western Association of Fish and Wildlife Agents. And I just happened to pick up a bag that was given to me as a gift with it. And I come back into the state. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like that's happening every day. There's people flying in, people sure. driving in, people by train backpackers i know several people that when they go up on to do the pacific crest trail body armor is not that heavy it wasn't like when i was in the military that weighed like 50 pounds it's fairly light and they carry a panel just to, to protect themselves when they're out backpacking the pacific crest trail. seriously i don't think they realize how many californians this is just protective gear it's like a fire extinguisher for them have you ever wondered just exactly how do people make a living doing podcasts or videos on YouTube? Uh, I'm gonna answer that question. And my answer is, I don't know, <laughs> because that's not what I do for a living. I actually own a company called Practical Defense Systems that I started back in 2008, because I had a history at one time of being a director of security at a couple of different big companies. And then I've since led security teams at churches and consulted at large churches, like Saddleback Church and Skyline Church and so on. And I've done a lot of that kind of work. And so it was a natural fit to start a training company that trains security guards. We also have done historically quite a bit of firearms training for civilians and we still teach the concealed carry course for the San Diego County Sheriff's Department within San Diego County. Now about the same time, I also started a security company called Ronin SI, but that one is no more. As a matter of fact, I was looking around in a junk drawer and I think all is left of the security company is this one patch and this one badge. <laughs> I think that's it.
but the training company is going strong and we're adding new classes i'm really grateful for that We'll be adding even more classes in the coming year in 2023. So if you're looking for training as a security officer in the state of California, then look no further. Check out Practical Defense Systems at pdsclasses.com. All of the training that's up there is online on demand. It's very inexpensive. You can do it from your cell phone anywhere on the planet that there is an internet connection. We'll also have some firearms training coming up in 2023. We're gonna go back to doing that again. So that's gonna be very exciting. I'm very look, uh, really looking forward to that. So do check us out. That's how I actually make a living, practical defense systems. Once again, you'll find it at pdsclasses.com. Check it out. You're listening to the Gun Guy TV podcast. Please pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I know so well, many people who don't who don't carry guns, don't own guns, whatever, but they have a, a 3A panel in their backpack. Yeah. Because they're cheap, 80 bucks or whatever, and you throw it in your backpack, right? And that way, whatever, if you're running, if you're going, if the threat's in front of you, you put the backpack on the front. If you're running away, you put the backpack yeah. on the back. But, you know, it's, it's common. I, it's all over the place. Let's pull this to reality for a second and deal with a situation, a real situation. And this is going to be one that strikes pretty close to Rick and I because, because of who it was. But when the shooter came down from Las Vegas and attached the attacked the church in Laguna Woods, would the good doctor still be alive today if he had had a three A panel on? Yeah. yeah. And the answer is yes. Yeah. So a man gave his life, and he didn't have to. And now, and now our government, who is always here to help us. <laughs> is trying to outlaw the very thing that would have saved him. Tell me how that makes sense. It doesn't make no, any sense at all. Better yet, tell his family how that makes sense. Right. But, you know, Pete, when you say that, and I, I completely agree, I can tell you the opposition is going to say, well, everybody doesn't need one because not everybody is under threat. And I think our counter, and we've got to teach our, our public to say this is, Yes, and the number of house fires that occur in California today compared to 50 years ago is like next to none. But yet we all have smoke detectors, we all have fire extinguishers, we all have other things in our house just in case. And you well, have the choice. Rick, you and I have lived in California, uh, Southern California, quite a while. Um uh, I've I was around for the Newhall quake. I was around for the Northridge quake. Mm -hmm. I didn't live in Newhall. I didn't live in Northridge. The quakes occurred within the area I was in. I felt them, but they didn't affect me, yet my house has to be built to earthquake standards. Why is that? So, don't die laughing, Sam. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Um, I mean, it's all queued up. <laughs> everything that, that you guys have said, I think, is absolutely spot on. Uh, there are two things that, that I want to point out. I... I just printed out and reread the bill again, and I had an apostrophe. <laughs> um, was that an epiphany? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was an earthquake. It was in Northern California just now. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm coming to the conclusion that this bill may be nothing more than a fundraising, uh, a, a, a different form of taxation or income for the state of California, uh, because what it, the first thing it does is it eliminates 
the existing statute that says that if you commit a felony and you're using body armor, uh, a violent crime, and you're using body armor, it's a felony. So it strikes that out. Later on, it puts him back in that that uh, a a person guilty of unlawfully wearing body armor when they commit any violent felony as defined in uh, while possessing a firearm and in the course of or in furtherance of that crime, they wear body armor. So um, they got that in there. <laughs> but here's for everybody else, you and me, backpacks and stuff like that. We we have one of those. Yeah, they're they're we're going to be guilty of a crime, uh, a misdemeanor, and it's going to cost us between five uh, five thousand dollars for the first offense, and uh, after that, uh, and it, well, it could go all the way up to ten thousand dollars for any subsequent events. No jail time. You're, it's it's a it's a it's a fundraiser. They they want to raise money for the state of California, and they're going to charge people who send their kids to school with a, ba a backpack that's got ballistic capabilities, uh, anti-ballistic capabilities, they're going to find them. So basically, basically what you're saying, Sam, is the 100,000 parents that pay $5,000 is going to give 500 million bucks to the state of California. Um, that's If you read the bill, it's kind of hard to come up with any other... Uh, any other conclusion at first well, that's I thought, one way no. to solve the state budget crisis <laughs> <laughs> that's only 500 million we're 25 uh. million dollars in the hole so <laughs> it's it's a drop in the bucket but they they'll try anything um you know here in the state of california the legislature is so averse to uh, creating penalties for crimes that are at felony level that they are actually really really crimes you mean like real crimes? Real crimes, violent real crimes. crimes. Not making rape, up murder. making up junk crimes like this, yeah. but actually real crimes. Yeah. Like robbery, burglary, assault, battery. Well, no, 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 no. Wait a minute, Joel. Joel, robbery and burglary, if you don't, if you don't pinch at least nine hundred and ninety dollars, <laughs> doesn't matter. That's right? that's not really robbery. That's just you know they needed it. They they they're down and trodden and they're downtrodden and, and they just needed it and they needed it more than you did. Well, and, and you so know, they and relieved you of that. You're being funny. You're actually extremely right. But I think you bring up another argument for body armor. If you're going to say to a store owner or a person that works in a store that there's nothing they can do to keep these people from breaking the glass and running in and tearing things up, wouldn't you want the store owner to at least have the ability to be protected in case they run in with guns or start shooting at people at the same time. Or they go in, look, you know the nice thing about body armor? Much of it works against those. Not all of it, but a lot of body armor will stop this. And so now some guy comes in, he's a nut, and he starts slashing everybody and, and tearing apart your store, or he's swinging a, you know, some sort of bludgeon, a tire iron or whatever to break the, and he swings it at you. Wouldn't you want the store owner to have some ability to, to protect themselves if you can't at least keep the people from coming in and breaking in their store and doing the snatch and grab thing? And, and I mean, this is, this is why I say this is insanity. We, we, we're past, I think we're a little past the 30 minute mark. So we're going to jump over to uh, Gun Guy TV crew here real quick and continue. And we will be talking. I was hoping we were talking about it in the first half an hour, but it didn't work out that way because we were we were doing a lot of great ranting and raving for great reason. I'll have you know. Uh, but now we're going to go over and uh, to Gun Guy TV crew, and we're going to talk about how this thing is going to die 
in the legislature. And if it doesn't die in the legislature, it's going to die in the court. And I can, I can virtually, 98%, I can guarantee you, it's going to die. So if you're not going to be on Gun Gay TV crew, at least you can feel good about that. All right, we're going to make the jump. We'll give you a couple seconds. Go. You've been listening to the Gun Guy TV podcast. 